1: Here we go. We are joined now uh, by Minneapolis Mayor Jacob Fry on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker hotline. Lots to get to uh, with the mayor, but top of mind, mayor, is uh, what's on the top of your lip right now. Let's get right to it. People want to know the hard questions about your facial hair. Are you shocked, surprised, that uh, your mustache has been getting the attention it's been getting so far?
2: I don't know that I'm ever shocked by uh, any of these pop culture issues these days. Uh, obviously I knew it would get some attention. Uh, The vast majority has been negative, but I'll tell you, uh, the one person that I'm taking the real critique from is my wife, and at least as of right now, she likes it. Uh, So I don't know how long it's sticking around, but it will for a little bit.
1: It could be the year of the mustache, 2024. I mean, they'll keep it going, I say.
2: Who knows? Who knows? Maybe someone will set a trend. I don't think that someone will be me. Uh, I'm not going to argue that it's a quality mustache, uh, but... Uh, look, hey, we're we're giving it a shot for a little bit. I had quite a bit of stubble. I obviously shaved off the rest. I left the stash. Uh, I think uh, maybe the only thing that has gotten more negative feedback than uh, my mustache is the design for the state of Minnesota flag. <laughs>
1: exactly. We're gonna have uh, comments on that too. Uh, you call 2023 a defining year in Minneapolis? How so?
2: It has been uh, the work that we have done in this last year is not the kind of thing that will have a one-year or two-year impact. It'll have lasting change for probably decades to come. Uh, I mean, there are defining issues that we have been able to tackle in this last year that, in many cases, uh, mayoral administrations, councils have uh, tried to get done for the last several decades. I mean, things like knocking down Kmart, reopening Nicollet Mall, that's Something that people have been trying to get done since the Sharon Sales Belton administration, and we've built on the work of prior administrations and councils to ultimately breathe new life into Nicollet and that street. Uh, and we're going to be seeing a lot of this come to fruition in the next several years. Uh, we've again had record-setting amounts of affordable housing production. We're producing six times the amount of a f- deeply affordable housing that we were prior to my taking office as mayor. Uh, and we're investing heavily in climate as well, about three times what we previously were uh, to help uh, climate change, to do our part, to reduce our per capita carbon footprint here in Minneapolis with a $10 million ongoing investment. Those are just a few examples of the work that's been done. Obviously, we've got a safety center site that we've selected. Uh, We're making sure to do this important safety beyond policing work. And uh, we've got this great work with our commissioner and our chief, uh, some of which you've already been talking about, uh, to help uh, drive down crime. Uh, And so... You know, these are the bread-and-butter issues of what our city works on. And are we there yet? Of course not. But we're making some good progress, and it'll benefit people in our city.
1: Let's pick up with the with the public safety, because uh, fair or not, that's what much of the focus is on, especially with our listeners, not all of whom are in Minneapolis, but at least view Minneapolis as a place they want to come to. Uh, when you look at the police force and uh, getting more cops in the ranks— How does that happen considering with the battles you've had so far with the city council on this issue?
2: It's not easy and it's not just the battles with the city council. It's also the fact that there are far fewer people entering the profession of law enforcement nationwide. Mm -hmm. So this is not just a Minneapolis issue. This is a nationwide issue where the pipeline has just been reduced. Uh, That being said, you know, we've got a great opportunity because right now we're building something from the ground up. We're building an incredible organization with Commissioner Barnett, with Chief O'Hara, uh, that is redefining... How we do this work in our city, redefining how we approach safety, community relations, uh, and uh, we're going to make sure that we're, we're valuing the incredible work that our police officers are doing. I mean, they're out there every single day, wearing that badge, they do, wearing the uniform that they do to make the city a better and safer place under extraordinarily difficult circumstances. And so, what I'm telling people that are looking at enter a prof- entering a profession is, hey, if you want to make a difference. If you want to benefit uh, your community, uh, to be a hero and keep people safe during some of the most trying circumstances they have ever seen when they call 911, you can become a Minneapolis cop, uh, and you could truly be the change that you want to see in that department and be a hero in the process. And so uh, we're making sure that the right incentives are in place to do so uh, as we speak, uh, and, you know, I also want to give a big thank you to all of our first responders, our police officers, our, our firefighters, our 911 dispatchers, violence interrupters that are really uh, working hard uh, and have seen some results. You know, uh, things aren't where they need to be. We got, can't keep our foot off the gas, but uh, let's just look at the data. Crime is dropping.
1: Uh, Todd Barnett, obviously relatively new to that job, but Chief Brian O'Hara, you're a uh, you're, uh your feelings about how he has done the job considering what he was hired to do.
2: He's doing a great job. Uh, he has my 100% support as, as does the commissioner. Um, these are not easy roles to step into. Uh, you know, when you get the uh, the bright lights of the media uh, and and the public uh, shine as they should be shining onto everything that we're working on, um, you know, any slip up, any mistake, it gets noticed. And at the same time, um, it, it, They are doing the work day in, day out to keep our city safe, to reform uh, a department, and to make sure that these officers who are working tirelessly have the support that they need. Um, And look, we're making progress. As I mentioned, uh, crime, specifically violent crime, is down this year. We want to continue that trend going into 2024 uh, and beyond. And again, we're not where we need to be. I mean, the fact that uh, we have these you know, shootings that take place that are impacting families, that are impacting communities. It's not just impacting the people that were shot; um, it, it, it causes a whole uh, system of trauma that goes well beyond the bullet itself. Uh, and so, uh, we realize how important this is. And you know, you're not going to have a, a successful city unless it's safe.
1: We're talking to Minneapolis Mayor Jacob Fry. So much is being made, uh, Mayor, about the yeah. you, the revision for downtown and how it's going to look. Do you think that vision is clear enough yet for people uh, and what they will come to see uh, downtown Minneapolis being in the future?
2: You know, anybody can come up with a vision, but uh, there is that meeting point where a vision meets the reality of what we're dealing with. Uh, And here's the reality. Uh, this whole concept of remote or distance work, uh, it was probably inevitable, but it got expedited by five to eight years by COVID-19. And nationwide, cities are having to grapple in a very short time frame with what's next. And I'll tell you, it's not the cities that were, uh, are clinging white-knuckled to what once was that will ultimately be successful. It's those that are going to embrace change that will really see the positive trend. And yes, downtowns are going to change um, it, it can 't just be a place where you come into work, maybe you grab a sandwich for lunch and then you go home. Downtowns are going to be more of a playground, more recreational activity, using spaces in a different way. Uh, a commercial and office space is going to have to be transitioned in some cases to residential and by the way, people continue uh, to move downtown at large rates uh, because they want to be in a dense and vibrant atmosphere and uh, so there's going to be some big shifts over these next several years, and we're going to have to shift with them. But, you know, just to throw a few things out of what, what could be, um, you know, if you look over in North Loop, it's rocking. Yep. It's like nobody ever got COVID right. ever in North Loop. I mean, they've just been bumping the whole way through. And uh, there's, there are good reasons as to why. You know, when I took office as a council member, I represented North Loop, and this is back 10 years ago. Uh, almost to the day. And what I said is we want everything in North Loop. We want commercial, office space, we want residential, we want bars, we want restaurants, entertainment, uh, even light industrial. And when you have that beautiful diversity of use, when you have all of those activities uh, pumped into the same location at the same time, you have uh, this constant inflow and outflow of different kinds of people walking through the space all throughout the day and night. Uh, You know, at at 7 in the morning, you've got someone going up and going for a run. You've got somebody else pushing a stroller. Somebody else is coming back from a night shift. Uh, Someone else is going to grab a coffee and and, and some breakfast. And with that constant inflow and outflow of people, you get eyes on the street, which improves safety. It's very safe. Uh, You also get this street life that is unparalleled, uh, where you can walk down the street and have a thousand different you know, tastes and smells and sounds and people all packed in there. Now, juxtapose that with uh, a, a core of downtown, which has traditionally been one major use, which is office. We need more uses in the core of downtown. We need more restaurants, more bars, more programming, uh, more residential, all of the above. And we've got to be using space in a, in a different way using Nicollet Mall in a different way than it has been traditionally. And so there's a number of different proposals that are that are coming to fruition here over this next several years. The one thing that I can promise people uh, is that you shouldn't expect what once has been. Things are going to change.
1: Uh, talking to Minneapolis Mayor Jacob Fry, looking f- ahead to 2024, <clears throat> obviously you want to accomplish a lot. But if, you, if there's one thing that you want to get done in 2024, something that if it doesn't happen, you'd be... Greatly disappointed. What would it be?
2: Those are always the hardest questions because there isn't one thing. There's like twenty five different right. things yeah. that we want to get done in in twenty twenty four. You know, I'll. Uh, uh, we need good collaboration, uh, and that sounds like such a cop out thing to say, but it's true. We people need to see government working for them, not arguing amongst themselves, uh, and so many of the issues that we're facing they go well beyond the city of minneapolis we can't do it on our own and so at the end of this year what i want to see is really deep collaboration with the county with the state city, uh... and all of the, these other public and uh... private sector partners uh... to to help improve issues ranging from safety to economic recovery and inclusion uh... and it's not that they don't work together now we do And in fact, in Minneapolis, you know, you've got this dynamic where so many people are involved, so many people want to make a difference that, you know, everybody's working uh, but not necessarily marching in the same direction. Uh, And so I I think a big step in this next year is to get everybody on the same page, in the same room, at the same table, saying, all right, here's the direction we need to go, here's the course we're going to chart. And then ultimately, here's how we're going to get there.
1: That includes the city council, which you've battled with. and got a new council coming in. How confident are you that you can work with that body to achieve those goals?
2: Well, when I started the answer, that's kind of where I was going, but I decided (laughs) to take it to a different place. Yeah, absolutely, it includes the city council. We need to be working together. Uh, And uh, we need to be straightforward, honest, and and realistic about the approach. Uh, Because, you know, look, I'm a mayor. I, I deal in the reality business. Uh, and the reality is that a lot of these issues that we in cities are now dealing with are not easy. These are the issues that other jurisdictions, other entities don't want to touch with a 20 foot pole. They land to cities, they land to mayors and councils. And so um, we got to deal with them uh, thoughtfully and realistically. Uh, and uh, I mean, people are depending on us to provide these really important basic city services. Um, you know, we're the government that doesn't shut down, uh, and we shouldn't be fighting or arguing about issues that are, we just need to do them well. I mean, as has been said, there's no Democrat or Republican way to plow the snow or pick up the trash. You've got to do it. You've got to do it well. Uh, and it's on us.
1: Lastly, and I'll let you go, uh, speaking of the city council, Lisa Goodman uh, leaving after the longest tenure there uh, of the current members. You served with her on the council. What kind of impact did she have?
2: She had a huge impact on both me and our entire city. Uh, She's been a a mentor of mine since my very earliest uh, moments in politics. Uh, And she's a force. Um, You know, when she came on to the council, she cut her teeth on issues like being against uh, government subsidy to go pay for sports stadiums. She pushed back on the amount of tax incremental financing that was being used uh, so that more of the money can go to the property tax rolls and, and not be charged to the taxpayer, uh, she has succeeded in a host of different issues. And, you know, anybody that talks about Lisa will talk about, you know, the relatively thick outer shell in that, you know, she'll cut you up pretty good. Uh, <laughs> but she also values a good argument. Um, and I, I think that's the kind of relationship with that we have. is I love her dearly. And at the same time, we get in a cussing match probably every third day. <laughs> uh, and, but that's how it works.
1: Mayor, thanks for the time today, and uh, Happy New Year. We'll check in uh, often next year.
2: Happy New Year to you guys. We'll talk soon.
1: Eleven twenty three. News Talk 830, WCCO.
0: Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app, the biggest sports radio stations in the country, providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives, streaming live and always available on demand.